Before we start the show, I just want to let you know that we're part of the Bard Rock Network, sponsored by Dragon Master Games. Dragon Master Games is a local game store with an online storefront where you can get TTRPG products and collectibles, including trading cards. Just go to their website in the show notes and write in the comments that Bard Rock Network sent you. You can also support the network by subscribing to our Patreon or Ko-fi to access network-wide bonus content, get shout-outs on network shows, receive network swag, and even get invited to our several annual community game nights. Anyway, on with the show. book club i'm marty and as always i am joined by my co-host vicky hello and today we have not one not two but three special guests from our topic this month agents of damned uh we have christina drew and hoshi say hello everybody hi Wow, Motherfucker, you were introduced before <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was waiting on Hoshi. I was trying to be polite. I was like, you, know, you guys go. I did a lot of talking. I was going to let you guys talk before. We were told to introduce ourselves. Hello? Pay attention. Or at you least say hello. Well, I'll introduce you guys. You guys are the, the stars of today. <laughs> Agents of Damned is our topic this month. Uh, this is an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5e production. Uh, hosted by Jordan Hoshi Roman as the DM, with players Katie as Saith Everjoy, Christina as Wintera Dark Knight, and Drew McLean as the good Dr. Arlo Aegon. Howdy. Uh, Drew also holds the distinction of being the DM for Campaign 2, which is currently ongoing. (laughs) Agents of Dan's original premiere date is March 27th of 2020. Uh, Their Campaign 1 has 71 episodes and several one-shots. And Campaign 2 is ongoing. Uh, the average runtime of Agents of Damned for the first 30 episodes is 1 hour and 14 minutes. And they are currently ranked number 3 on Good Pod's Top 100 Indie TTRPG Podcasts. We are. It's so fun to hear our own statistics. Yeah, are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, yeah, so actually, actually, like you're doing more work on this than I am. So I'm actually, like, I... Uh, oh, for real? I went back... <laughs> I, ever did. I went back through... Cool. Uh, I went back through all the shows that we've covered so far mm-hmm. and like took like the average time of every episode to get like statistics for average run times because that's a big like topic that we're covering on this sh- show over time. So actually, I'll share them with you now. Go for it. Uh, for episodes one through, what is this one, six? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dimension 20 Fantasy High clocks in at an average time of one hour and 42 minutes. All right. Mm-hmm. Moon Harbor Heroes, one hour and 17 minutes. The dungeon run, three hours Jesus and 28 Christ. minutes. God yeah. damn, dungeon Makes run. Sense. Uh, Wayfaring Strangers was an hour and seven minutes. Unprepared Casters, uh, arc one was an hour and 18 minutes. And as I said, Agents of Damned, the first 30 episodes, because I got tired of doing math, uh, one hour and 14 minutes. Spoken like a true D&D okay. aficionado. Yeah. I, I feel like... Like, I, I'm very impressed with the statistics, but also in the back of my mind, I was like, 
I, I absolutely know in my heart of hearts, if you had just said, like, a number, I have no way of challenging it. <laughs> but, yeah, you guys are averaging, like, two and a half hours. I was like, shit, are we? Yep. <laughs> Your episode's on average are 20 episode hours. 20 hours. Just <laughs> keep going. Your episodes are an average of 35 seconds. <laughs> you just get all like, hey, welcome to... Welcome. <laughs> this is also where we learn Drew doesn't know what 35 seconds is. Your 35 That's seconds. on... Time blindness. Mm-hmm. We brought you guys here to ask you some questions, and so we'll actually start with that so I stop boring you with the statistics. Yeah. Um, first of all, we'd like to know uh, how and why your show came about. What was the, uh, what was the inspiration to start, a, to start a podcast? I feel like I technically said this before. Like, you did say this before recording, recording but I started. do want to hear it again. It's, <laughs> it's not a really wild story of... But I'll give a little bit more to it. Uh, basically, uh, I had been playing with Drew and Christina. They're the ones that got me into D&D. And I had this idea for a campaign that I wanted to do. It was not very fleshed out at the time. And I also had another friend, Katie, who I had like been wanting to reconnect with for a while. She was my close friend throughout high school. And I kind of like lost a bit of touch more than I would have liked to. And so I brought the two groups together like hey why don't we just like play a little bit and it the first recorded episode and i'm pretty sure we've mentioned this in one of our after shows we like literally played through i think what ended up being the first two or so episodes Mm -hmm. and then afterwards i think it was katie was like shit guys we're oh are we allowed to swear yeah uh go ahead (laughs) okay cool so she's like shit guys we're actually really funny we should make a podcast to which i said nah oh dear (laughs) and and then i thought about it for like a week and i was like okay guys you know what we should do how about an idea (laughs) and and thus we redid the first uh session through several episodes and the rest is kind of history Mm -hmm. i think we had to redo that episode again yeah because the Eventually, we learned about this cool thing called audio quality. That apparently, if it's really bad, <laughs> anyone listening would hate it. And, well, uh, c- yeah. counterpoint to that, we didn't really we didn't really redo them so much as we re-recorded them because we just took the um, the transcript and just True. basically did a line reading of that, which did lead to, I think, one other additional funny moment where Christina, like, ad-libbed one thing and we oh. all just lost it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I think that that was, the, that was the first moment when I was, like, going through, and I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is the, this is the show. Oh, so you came upon us after we had learned about audio editing and quality. In truth, that's uh, probably yes. for the best. If I remember correctly, it was shenanigans. The, the line where when Tara repeats yeah. after Arlo and everyone was like, that's not in the script. What are you doing? She <laughs> <laughs> just caught us all very off guard. My God, she's going off book. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just, we, we just came about as like a bunch of friends playing D&D. We're like, hey, we're pretty funny. Let's like uh, record this. And we've just kind of like uh, kept it going. We've gone through several iterations well not like iterations i guess like we're we're like you know we're currently on campaign two and even during like campaign one to not spoil anything there's like a shift towards like the end where we call that like the other uh i don't know the age of despair whatever um like i don't want to like give too too much details Mm. but it uh 
Yeah, I, I'd say it's pretty interesting. I don't, I don't know, like, uh, how much should we talk about the show in context of, like, people listening? Like, we do always be like, so here's the, the the plot synopsis of everything that goes down. Or should we just be like, hey, the show's cool, listen to it, vague I mean, info. if you want to do, a, like, a, Stingers. you know, spoilers light, we kind of, we, yeah. we want to we talk about the show, obviously, and we don't want to. We don't want to give away, like, the important stuff. Fair. So we shouldn't do the in-depth discussion on the finale? <laughs> no. no. Marty, Marty hasn't I'm gotten there yet. The <laughs> so yeah, we would okay, actually spoil Marty. <laughs> if you could lead that, us up <laughs> to the finale and just, like, leave it there and just, like, have yeah. everybody <laughs> listen to it, that would be great. I'm listening... I've yes. been listening all year. Do you believe that Arlo on... turned out to be Ash's son this whole That's time? That's crazy. <laughs> this is absolutely wild. No. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, honestly, you know what? Good for Kamodra. She really. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pairing you never saw coming. Yeah, especially since Arlo has a canonical father already. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ash. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. My God, you really were just like the product of a thruple. <laughs> or I guess in this case, a quintuple. Oh, man. <laughs> where, would the quin- where would the quin come from? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait, no, you're right. I did add one too many. <laughs> I was like, what What the fuck is happening right How now? How many's in this now? <laughs> P shows up, and I was there too. Hey, Marty, <laughs> I know you said that you don't edit these very much. You're going to have to. I'm sorry. Well, I, yeah, yeah gonna... and that's okay. I we was like, alternative the theory, he doesn't, and he keeps all this gold in. That's true. Please. Hey, I can do like what you guys do with uh, putting outtakes at the end. Yeah, you're gonna. Uh, <laughs> please, <laughs> you're gonna need to. <laughs> like we are. Can we not please talk about the the outtakes because that was sort of like a creation of necessity. Absolutely. Where, because like, for for anyone who's ever made a actual play show, you learn very quickly that sometimes you guys are just vibing, and especially with like our show because one of the things that we like about it is that it's just us we don't always stick to especially when it comes to our goofs the continuity or the story or what's presently happening or even the fact that we're playing a game i'm not so (laughs) i'm not looking at any one of you in particular definitely not staring daggers at drew (laughs) could not (laughs) if you can believe it it's not for everyone that's listening because I'm just a little if you can believe crazy. it, it's only slightly better in campaign two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we we very quickly realize that we either have to like cut these bits that are still funny, even out of context, still pretty good, and we didn't want to lose them. But also, they didn't. They kind of like messed up the flow of the episode because it is still like a story. It's still narrative, even though it is primarily comedy. We are still trying to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And I forget when we started doing it, but I I know that once that happened, that just became like a running thing with, no, we need to keep doing this. Because, it, one, it incentivizes people to actually listen to, like, the ad reads at the end, because you know there's something else there. Yeah. But then also, we don't lose some of our favorite gems that just didn't mesh with the episode. I think it started around the time I took over initial editing responsibilities for the first pass, which would have been the first time we went to Time Anther, which yeah. is interesting because when we first started doing our recordings, everything was right at the height of the start of the pandemic back in 2020. So we were doing everything virtual. 
and so it was the only ones who did it at that time right like every other Mm -hmm. podcaster out there did with starting something where they're like i'm bored at home what do i do oh let's do podcasting like it was the height of the podcasting boom i feel like um Mm -hmm. and so podcasts that have survived since then are a lot rarer than you'd think it's it's really interesting Mm -hmm. seeing just the graveyard of podcasts that are out there but it's one thing for us too we're going off of the clips where we have these outros it was actually easier back when we were doing our all virtual recordings to take those things and piecemeal things together to make it make sense whereas now we've shifted back to in-person recording at a table and because there is um feed up feed, feed up feedback and uh <laughs> just general sounds that get picked up on everyone's mic it's not as easy to actually piecemeal things together so i find myself leaving more moments in that i may have been able to cut out and together in a way that made more sense to keep the story flowing so you might notice a shift towards the end of campaign one and now through campaign two where we are like oh we're a lot more goofy at the table and it's a lot more of that at the table vibe but that's something we've always prouded prouded i really can't talk today guys (laughs) we've always been prideful (laughs) about and keeping is that you're at the table with us feeling throughout our games I think that's also just kind of like an artifact of the fact that like you know for campaign two i am dming Mm -hmm. and i am um, I think if I had a business title within our podcast, it would be Head Goober. It would, it would be like, like, like Head of Goober, or like CEO of Goober and Goober Relations, just like Head of, like, like Professional Idiot. Uh, and that I, I'm, I'm usually the one that's taking us off track or on tangents. I'm still not allowed to talk about Airbud. Please don't. I'm Please. not. There's an entire after That's show only because you go on a 20-minute spiel. It's... Uh, mm, okay. It. So I'm not going to nope, do it. Nope. Stop. 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 Oh. It. It's already an after show. It's an entire gonna, gonna, after show. There's an entire after show dedicated to Air Buddies. Because the Air Buddies aren't like doing the puns anymore and they don't respect your intelligence. Okay. So we're going back to what we're talking about. I actually have a means of saving us with this. Please. Uh, Christina, can, can we please, please talk about your blooper naming conventions? Because they... <laughs> they weren't something that fans ever got, but for me, during campaign one, as the uh, person who did the final edits, they were a joy to behold every time. I've actually pulled some up just so I can I can share some. Just random episode. Okay. So we have Believing in the Power of Dice Christ. Okay. Yes, you do. Definitely not keeping this. There were a shocking number of ones where she just blatantly <laughs> said, no, this is not going in the episode. And then it was. <laughs> Sometimes. Grapes. Grapes. I genuinely hated this. <laughs> Not for emotionally stable individuals. Wow. Okay. She says putting down the switch. What? Stop with your balls. <laughs> the movie Equus. True but not in the way you thought. <laughs> we all know this reference. And who is she? Isn't this nice, that Mickey? Was all we don't have one to. Episode. We don't have to say anything today. We nope. can just just go. Yeah, right? this is great. <laughs> yeah, if you want, I can pull up more episode blooper titles. They're all about this level of gold. Welcome, welcome to College of Whispers, episode six. Is this is six hours of Hoshi reading all their blooper titles? <laughs> this is it. I have one actually from an episode that's that's not out for patrons yet. It will be on Friday if we want to listen to those. Um, <laughs> accidentally a power puff. Here's how we got that song. My idea. Our laughter, but cutting it. Snakes are stealth. Snake unhinges its jaw. Sorry, headphone users. Tara got left behind. 
or Tara got left behind. That's my problem. What's to say? Tara's not yeah, in no, this. Tara got left behind. That's my problem. That's my problem. Dash zero zero one. <laughs> Seek a bit more in later. <laughs> okay, oh, good. Man. Nothing has changed. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. But I think the the main thing I was gonna say was like I think it's more indicative of the fact that like I am DMing this time that like things are a little bit sillier and that like I am a silly silly Billy dude. We're all silly billies, but I, I am the, the silliest and billiest. And I was like, even if we had the same recording setup, I think there would still be more uh, Tom fuckery overall. Probably. <laughs> I, I will say you are a little bit more reserved, not a lot. And I wanted to say in context of, for anyone who's listened, Campaign 1 Drew, slightly more reserved as a DM. Mm. Well, I have I, to yeah, make sure I, definitely agree. Like, I have to be responsible now. <laughs> Now I'm the yeah, dad. Yeah, because I don't anymore. In charge. <laughs> True. Yeah, I believe, I believe you said before the before we started, uh, Drew, that you are you have to be the brakes now, and you don't know how to be the brakes. Yeah, because I'm usually <laughs> the thing that needs brakes. <laughs> He's a Formula One race car that now needs to know how to go speed limit. <laughs> Truly. They're not built for it, though. That's the problem. I'm really not, but I've been figuring it out. <laughs> I've figured it out. The show's coming up pretty good, yeah, I think. doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Great. On the topic of outtakes, you guys have actually inspired me to start, like, keeping our, like, outtakes for Wayfaring Strangers. And I have, like, 30 minutes already worth of outtakes in our first, like, eight or nine episodes. Because, and I think that's due, like, to in-person recording because it's so much easier to just get lost in the sauce yes. when you're Definitely. looking at somebody and doing a bit with them. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a like great we, we halfway also... in between, like like you having a, like you, when you start like podcasting, you can either like get like way too in your head about like things, or you can just be like everything I say is gold and must be heard, <laughs> and it's a great way to find that mid ground of like okay, this is a complete non sequitur, it adds nothing to the story, it is hilarious, it's gonna go in the end, mm. we're just gonna like just tack on at the end with a little like static noise. The laughing fit we got into when I accidentally said, like, Balls Canyon or whatever the fuck I said, or whatever <laughs> fuck anyone said that time. I think some of my favorite ones are actually the ones where Drew bricks and then tries to sell us on the fact that he didn't brick. Where, like, he'll say a joke, <laughs> no one will laugh, and they'll be like, Just say it again. Do, do you guys get it? <laughs> do you not, do, do you not understand the joke? Oh, that's the problem. You guys just didn't hear me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say it again. Louder this time. It's just us reassuring him. No, no, we heard you. <laughs> no, it's Those okay. happen a lot, and they're always very funny to put in the bloopers. That's just my dad humor. The, mis- <laughs> the misconception is that the joke is for you. The joke is for me. And that's okay, too. There's, you, you know, if you can't make yourself laugh, then who else are you going to make laugh? Really and truly. Right. <laughs> Vicky, it's would you like to ask the next laugh. question? <laughs> Oh, oh we're, we're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a we have a couple here. Yeah, to be fair, we have covered quite a we lot of questions. One question, <laughs> one question only. Okay, one question, I'll make it last. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably it, it could be for like the DMs as well, but it's sort of what inspired you to make your character. Where does your character come from? Or mm. yeah. <laughs> And we can, we can, I guess, uh, since we've been talking both campaigns, we can, yeah, we can, we can do about, both uh, campaigns. Why not? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I want, I want the others to go because they're going to have a really like good and smart and creative answer <laughs> and everyone's going to be disappointed <laughs> by mine. You're really assuming a lot of the creation of post. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. 
You know what? Fine, I'll go first. So, I have a lot of different ways of, like, coming up with characters. Like, sometimes I was thinking of, like, something kind of, like, cool or, like, a neat little, like, gimmick, and I'll jot it down in a little notebook, and I'll, like, form something else out of it later. A lot of me, like, DMing has just been, like, taking those little, like, half-formed concepts that aren't good enough to make a full character, and I'm like, I mean, this guy's gonna exist for 15 minutes. Dan's and the Tram Man, here we go. Uh, like stuff like that, but Arlo was a pun that I worked backwards from. Okay. Arlo was Dr. Arlo Aegon, Dr. Aegon Dragon, and I was like, he, 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 he. I gotta go. And then I worked everything else backwards from. I can't be here anymore. I can't. I made up like an actual backstory and stuff like that, but I was like, but the end result that like, or not even the end result, the starting point was like, I wanted a character named Dr. Aegon and I'm never going to like make a big deal about it. I just want everyone, I just want to be like there in the ether. And then anytime I have to talk about him, I get to say, Hey, Dr. Aegon dragon and all of his relatives are the same thing. Like Snapdra Aegon. Because listen, I went through that whole arc going, okay, Komodra. Uh, like Komodo Dragon, Snapdra, Snapdragon. What the heck is Arlo? I didn't. I never considered <laughs> I the. Say. I never considered the honorific. I think I realized so it at the same time. I was like, oh right, like Doctor Acula. What's an Arlo? What Doctor Acula? I've never I heard of such a thing. What slander? <laughs> so I was today years old. Today is old indeed. Yes, <laughs> this um, minute old. And that's the payoff. That's where he came from, was me wanting literally this exact moment. That is amazing. Thank you for giving me this closure, truly. <laughs> and in the same vein, we have my character for Campaign 2, Post-El Delvery. I'm far less subtle about it. It's true. Because his backstory is literally built off of it in that he serves this, or not really serves, but like is the heir to a mercenary guild called the Mailmen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I forgot I was a mercenary guild. I, I, I need to, like, go back yeah, and I, actively listen to Campaign 2. I thought you were literally just a mailman. Oh, I can, I can just, just read you man. off the acronym real quick. <laughs> I thought you were literally just a mailman. I was like, okay. No, no, no. He also I just mean, has a yes, but no. <laughs> you, you are simultaneously correct and also incorrect. Fair enough. Imagine if your uh, mailman so could the... also whoop ass. Well, Basically, we don't know that. We so don't know it's... your mailman can't whoop ass. I have... <laughs> I have proven that I can whoop ass, thank you, sir. <laughs> Enough episodes are public. I will I will fight you on that. <laughs> but uh, it is the mercenaries assisting in long-range messages and enveloped neighborliness. I I think we're going to take a minute and talk about the acronyms because there's so many. There's a lot. And they're all so should we, good. Should we let Christina talk about <laughs> either of her yes. first? Oh, I have several. You know what? Yeah. But I do, I do want to take a tangent about the acronyms in a minute. We could take a tangent about the acronyms, but let's answer this first question. So for campaign one, uh, when Tara is the character I wanted to do a druid to start with and so i was like well okay what would make sense uh i wanted her to be born in winter so i was like okay well wintera of like winter of the earth and then i was like okay but what if she was also born at night okay she's a dark knight so i her, the name was just stupid but then i was just like okay but now she's gonna be this mixture of if Smokey the bear met with the lorax and they had a baby and that was basically where i got her personality from because i was just like yeah uh my name is wintera i speak for the trees you touch my forest and I'll eat your knees. And so her whole thing was just like, oh, she's this aggressive 
her family was known for stealing and eating these of people that burned down the forest and that was kind of like their whole thing and she started off in my mind as this character that was like yeah i'll take no shit be scary whatever and then when tara competing with saith and arlo who are both way more intimidating than she is turned out to be the bean of the group and ended up just turning into this naive little thing and i was like yeah she's gonna be tall and scary and she's gonna be literally a bear person Everyone's like, no, she's like four or something. We can pick we her can up and carry her like a little peanut. <laughs> it's, a little it's in the baby Bjorn. In the baby Bjorn. So, you know, you could come in. You gave her small energy. She apparently had small energy. But, uh, you know, with that small energy, here comes small dinosaurs. And I got to make up for all of the transgressions against me and my character. So it's okay. Um, and then in campaign two, I came in with the idea of I want to actually play a morally gray character this time guys please just let me so that was the creation of Leah and she is an assassin and I was like well I can't leave all of my druid roots behind even if Drew has begged me to not play a spellcaster to start with for campaign two she's not allowed <laughs> I'm not allowed to play a spellcaster for campaign two at least to start with we'll see what happens <laughs> um we will not you will be, you will cast zero spells <laughs> I don't trust you with them. <laughs> Since I can't be trusted with magic or magical items or anything, because if you let me use them, I will find a way to shenanigans myself into some situations. But I was like, okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. I've been behaving myself immaculately with spellcasting. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and so she is of the Gardener's uh, Assassin Guild, um, otherwise known as the World Kindergartners. So... You know, her whole thing is, yeah, well, her her shtick is she has a shovel. That's her murder weapon is a shovel and other various, like, digging utensils that you would find in a garden. So I was like, yeah, I've got to make sure that I keep up my whole, like, druid-esque favoritism thing. Uh, and that is how both of those guys came about. And there's other characters I can talk about if we want, but those are the two main ones. Amazing. I'll say in, like, an episode that we recorded, like, semi-recently that has not, like, aired yet, uh, you guys do live up to, like, our promise of, like, we're going to be a little bit more morally gray this time through. I'm not going to give any details, but I was like, this was, like, the moment when I was like, are you guys going to do it? And they were, they jumped on it, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> all right, here we go. I, I will, to that extent, also point out, not all of us. Mm. <laughs> drama. Drama. Larry is definitely so much interparty drama. <laughs> the number. I love that we're... <laughs> <laughs> the number of times that we have gone like to screaming in character at each other to, but we promise we're friends in real life, guys. Out of character has been <laughs> that has become a staple on the after show. Yeah. Which look, I know we sound angry. It's in character. I swear. We are acting, and that's good. Acting from from the beginning of the show until uh, where I am in campaign one, uh, which is like two thirds of the way through hmm. episode sixty six, I think. So like the final battle. And uh, having pretty much been caught up on campaign two, the level of role play you guys have like exhibited, and I think it's just because I've listened to the show in such a short, short span of time, but you guys have been running for like three years. Uh, the level is just boom. Yeah. And uh, you guys are you guys are some of my favorite role players. Aww. I'll say it. you guys are my friends, and Aww. you guys are really good. Aww. I'm gonna be mushy. You guys, Aww, sure. you guys are great. <laughs> You still have to pay for the Patreon. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> can I just get one one month? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not also, money. I guess. Uh, full disclosure. I am a. I am a patron. I am a, a patron of of this sh show. 
because I liked them so much <laughs> after listening to them. We love so. all our patrons. We equally. Do. Including my brother-in-law, who we recently harassed into doing it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, in case you guys are wondering who the most recent one was, that's who. You just oh, found your brother-in-law and you're like, give us to... money! We want money! <laughs> he's supposed to get patron. <laughs> he only started listening because Chelsea is now actively in campaign two. I don't think well, he's even listened to any of campaign one. Makes sense. Uh-uh. And yeah. that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's hey, the money still pays. <laughs> the... I, I will also say the nice thing about campaign two um, that you guys have said to me is that it, 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 you know, it follows the events of campaign one. It's set in the same sort of universe, but you don't need to have like intimate knowledge of campaign one to get into campaign two. Mm-hmm. So it's a good jumping on point. If you, uh, if you don't have the, if you don't want to take the time to listen to 70 plus episodes of campaign one, you just want to get to know what's going on now. Uh, campaign two is a good jumping on point. Mm-hmm. You don't but, need to know about Arlo or his mammoth hog. But you <laughs> <laughs> will be missing out if you don't. You will be missing out. I, I, I strongly recommend going and listening to Campaign 1. Yes. But you can listen to Campaign 2 uh, and stay caught up on that while you are listening to Campaign 1. Mm. <laughs> you got to do something in between I'm, the episodes. Yeah, I'm trying to keep a balance in Campaign 2 of, like, if you've listened to Campaign 1, some things will make a bit more sense in context and it will feel more rewarding. Like, when certain characters show up, it'll be like, oh, shit, the dude! Um, but, like, <laughs> you don't need to know who the dude is for, like, stuff to make sense. It'll never be, like, integral to have listened to, like, campaign one. It'll just be additionally rewarding. It's like watching Marvel movies if you read comics. Like, you don't have to have read the comics to, like, get the Marvel movie. But, like, if you've read them, you're like, oh, shit, was that Thanos just now? Like, you, like you, you got that payoff of, like, the... Everyone else is like, huh, purple smiling guy. He seems dangerous. You're like, that's fucking Thanos. It's about to go down, son. <laughs> is that Space Barney? Space Barney. Space Barney. Do we want to do a, do we want to do a fun question? Go for we got it. some fun questions. Uh, if you could invite a special guest or group of guests, who would they be? Mm. Oh, damn. And... In, in, like, onto the show mm. for, like, onto a one shot. Literally show anyone. For a one shot or... Anyone. For From anyone. time and space. Ooh, we're opening it up. Oh, we're opening it up. Hmm. Okay, because I know these two are going to come in with some fun, funny uh, ones. I have a sappy one <laughs> that I'm going to go with. Um, honestly, I really would want to have my grandmother on the show if we could, like, turn back oh. time and space. Because this is the kind of thing that she would have freaking loved. She was all about board gaming when we were kids. And she was just like, you guys have too much energy. We've got to figure out a way to do get rid of it on, like, rainy days. And so she... I think she really would have liked playing D anD D, and she would have probably had some really interesting characters that she would have come up with. That's so sweet. I love that. And I'll leave it to the other two to like fix to follow- my sad. <laughs> Why don't you follow? Who wants to follow? You should have gone last. I can't follow that. <laughs> that one was like really good and heartfelt. I was gonna like my answer. I was like fucking. I want Bradley Mulligan because I want to meet Bradley Mulligan. He seems like he's really cool. <laughs> Like there, there are a lot of like D and D like players and DMs that I would absolutely like lose my whole shit if I met. Bradley Mulligan is like top of that list, but like mm-hmm. a lot like like Jasmine Viola, like or um Abrea Iyengar, or a fucking like 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 there, there's a there's a laundry list of people like like I I got to meet the McElroys and I was like jumping wow. up and down about just it. Just him. Yeah, just. I mean, Drew. also Hoshi got to meet the McElroys. 
and nothing uh, happened. Like yeah, just the, just the two of us. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, everyone here got to meet the McElroys. No, Jeez. sorry, just me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel left out. Uh, I have not gotten to meet the McElroys either. Mm. To be fair. They're very nice we'll put it on and the list. like without like getting into too much detail because I don't like to break like yo beat a dead horse or be mean to my friend. I brought up like a long standing like D and D disagreement, and everyone would agree with me, and I felt very validated. I have heard this story. <laughs> <laughs> I think you told me this story actually. I I still have the dice that um, they all signed. Drew was right on them, and they are my prized possession. <laughs> Speaking of friends, I stand by my ruling. <laughs> Speaking of friends, my less my less sad version of an answer is just getting at a table and not even for recording purposes of a game, but I really do want to eventually try to play a game with all of our online friend group just all together at a table because I feel like the energy that that would bring for oh. a massive game would be insane it would have to be a multi-day kind of thing because there's no mm -hmm. way we would all stay on track <laughs> long Not enough to get through a scene <laughs> uh if uh if space rock cafe is anything to go on right <laughs> <laughs> nothing will get done no <laughs> oh man <laughs> what about you Hosh? who would you want to play D, D with uh i'm trying to go because Christina did the sappy route. You did the like current route. I'm trying to think of like with because they open it up to the grand cosmic scale Wait. of like historical, not even like limited to real characters. No. Like I'm trying to think. I, I, I feel who bad. Do I to like, jump in? But I think I might have to change my answer because you did make me consider something. <laughs> you have to. You have to consider the cosmic scale of oh, things. Oh, Could you imagine playing D&D &D with a Rocky? Uh, that would be solid. For those of you who don't know, uh, Drew is referencing Hirohiko Araki, the author of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh my Just, gosh. He's gone on record in that like the way he writes the dialogue is that that's how he talks in real life. I, I want just like two solid hours of that in a D&D &D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I have my answer. Unfortunately, I didn't go to as cosmic as I was hoping I would have. <laughs> like, I was really hoping I could have pulled out, like, some fictional character or, like, someone who's been dead for centuries. But no, I thought of the best answer I could possibly think of, and it's someone who does play D&D, &D, and I think it would be amazing, Terry Crews. <gasps> oh, yes! Oh, that would be beautiful. Absolutely. Yep. Specifically, Terry Crews. As he is on like Old Spice energy. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Terry Crews. That is an unhinged Old Terry, Spice Terry Crews. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a homebrew barbarian, like uh like Path of Power. Path of the Old Spice. Path of the Old Spice. <laughs> Feel bad for whoever has to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ten me. Ten feet away from the microphone at all times, Terry. <laughs> Power! <laughs> 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 worth. Worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely worth it. What would you, who would you guys pick? Uh, I guess I've gone on record. We I think we've we've asked this question to other shows. Have, I've yeah. gone on record. Uh, Emily Axford. Mm. <laughs> oh, dude, I would lose my mind <laughs> to play with Emily Axford. Yeah. And any yeah, like, honestly, fair. anyone in the Nad Pod crew, but Emily, like I, I. I I feel like Emily Axford I would love to meet, but I don't think any table should have both of us on it. it... <laughs> I, I would, there is a thought that I had because it was something that she said. I forget if it was like a 
like one of their short rests. It was on one of their D&D court things. Um, but she said that she has gone on record saying that she would like to go on a show and just play a commoner. (laughs) And there is a part of me that desperately wants to say, hey, I'll take you up on that offer. You want to come on our show and play a commoner? Show up for show up for like thirty minutes, die instantly in the first round of yeah, combat. Yeah, we get Emily Axford, but she can't do any of the stuff that she normally does. We just get her gremlin. Energy. I Incredible. I I maintain that Emily Axford in like like she's pulled off stuff that I could never have even fathomed. I think she'd be able to mm-hmm. like manage to kill at least like a couple of henchmen as a commoner just via like raw ingenuity. She'd find a way to kill the BBEG truly as a commoner. <laughs> As a commoner, yeah, right. And so we, we set up we set up this big old rock, and the rock is gonna fall onto him now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, she wouldn't think that small. She'd figure out a way to become a lich or some right. shit. <laughs> I have no magic abilities, but I have this uh, this weird jar and a couple friends. Figure <laughs> <laughs> so out a way to use like the alchemy jug and like a rock and fire to just make like some kind of real gun. Well, isn't that isn't that like a weird D and D thought experiment where you can like if you just line up like a million peasants or whatever and just have them hand oh, off shit, stuff yeah. as, as an object gun. interaction? Yeah. You can just make a rail I mean, gun. Yes, but that's also nonsense. I mean, yes, hmm. uh, of course. <laughs> that's that's pretending that physics doesn't exist for a hot second. Well, <laughs> it's D and D. It's D and D. Physics we'll, sometimes we'll, doesn't we'll, exist we'll, for several seconds. Can let the physics not exist a little that, bit as a treat. <laughs> hey Drew, if we said we wanted to do something like that in campaign two, would you allow oh, it? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, there. Shut up. <laughs> it's not me. It's only fun. Remember if when I, I said that there's it. a slight difference in Drew as a player and as a DM? This is what I mean. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I saw the switch flip like in your brain when you said that. I'm still like laughing and chuckling, but like, I'm also like having to like hard veto shit because I was like, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not figuring Absolutely out what that not. means in this universe. No, <laughs> under no circumstances. They keep trying to make who is it like who, who do you keep trying to make exist like Jen Barry or Ben and Jerry like some kind of person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. You guys also made TGI Fridays canon, so we like, did. But that was true. The it player turned out fair play. Drew. Me, I did, I did TGI <laughs> Fridays. Out... Yes, you sure did. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> I'll I'll actually go ahead and take the fall for this one. Technically, Drew introduced the concept of it, and I made it canon. Fair enough. Yeah, I did a bit. That's a, he that said, feels more accurate. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I did a bit, his, it, and then someone like allowed it, and I was like, oh shit, I was expecting that. Cool. Yeah, no, you did one of your early intro bits of by the Bahamut's terrific TGI Fridays or something like that, <laughs> and then I decided, you know what, screw it. On Mount Celestia, there's a TGI Fridays, and that is spawned into. Oh, you uh, got to do something cool because we're going to keep it spoiler light. I spoiler almost light. realized I was about to say something big. Yeah, <laughs> that scene, big moment at the TJF Friday. That scene made me very sad. You guys are masters of making me just like almost cry while I'm driving to school, and <laughs> it's uh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I you're talking about you're, you're talking about like when you cried really hard the first time they went to Faye Donald's, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was so. It was so beautiful. Such a beautiful thing. It was, the way uh, the way the ice cream machine just dripped out. Was it working? <laughs> okay, I can't. I can't. Well, I mean, I'm if sorry, you haven't gotten ice cream out of the machine for like a, like a week, it really just like shoots out of there. 
and we know the toys are our favorite guys <laughs> yeah. so all shapes and sizes fun for the whole family really <laughs> not limited to kids meals in fact there are no kids meals kids aren't They're allowed kids meals. are not supposed oh. to be here <laughs> My ribs hurt. Ow. There is a very clear 18 and up sign on the right? door. <laughs> oh, 18 man. or your species equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a whole chart. It's like 1,800 years for elves, 50 years for dwarves. We actually like, again, without getting too much of the detail, in campaign two, one of their adventures addresses exactly that, like the idea of like, Hey, you know how, like, there's a bunch of different, like, sentient races all living, like, together in harmony? And, like, you have to have things like, you know, like, bars and stuff like that that are, like, age-restricted? And how the fuck do you do that? And the answer is magic IDs. And before that, the answer was, like, a fucking Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) I think that actually came up with Chelsea's character where, like, she, Mm -hmm. by human standards, is technically underaged. And we was like, okay, but for... But for your species, and she's like, "Yeah, no, probably." Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Do we want to do another one? Go for it. This is this has gone this has gone on. We're we're forty minutes in. This is going to be the longest episode on record. <laughs> think, but you're going to have to cut a lot of it. Too. We are. <laughs> well, we're giving you a much we? larger sampling for your average. Right. Exactly, yeah. and we appreciate it. It's been so nice. I've barely had to say anything. You guys just go. Yeah. It's, I love it. If you want, I technically still haven't answered the question on the acronyms. Oh, God. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we I, I, do wanna, that. I do want to know. <laughs> Let's circle back. Yeah. Can you tell Can you tell we have ADHD? <laughs> neuro-spicy souffle. Neuro-spicy. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Neuro-spicy souffle. <laughs> Why is it spicy? Um, yeah, let's talk about the acronyms. How did they come about? Why so many? How long does it take you to come up with these Okay, in order, uh, narrow spicy souffle, um, just kind of at random, and it depends on how bad I want the acronym. Fair enough. (laughs) Like, damned, I kind of knew I wanted to be that for a while, um, and, like, there, what usually happens, and this is also true of mailmen, there's always a, like, most of it is usually pretty easy. But then there's, like, one or two letters that will fight me tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. And I have to, like, and to prove how devoted I am to this, I, like, actually, like, go online onto, like, thesaurus.com and just, like, will spend <laughs> upwards of, like, a half hour combing through different variations of words until I find one with the letter I like or one that is close enough. I've spent so much more time on thesaurus.com this campaign, like, for naming stuff and for my dumb Now puns. imagine doing that for acronyms. I, I will say acronyms are hard. I have a character in a campaign that Christina's DMing <laughs> that is an acronym, and some would argue I still don't have the full acronym done because <laughs> whenever it comes up, I just say acronym redacted. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the smart and efficient way to do it. What I do is the cumbersome and monotonous way <laughs> where I fight to make it happen. I'll figure it out eventually. eventually. We still got time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the uh, funny thing is, like, kind of like pseudo backtracking to like character concepts. When I made post, mailman wasn't a thing, like conception, because I come up with po- like post was one of those characters I kind of had like singing in like the background as like 
you know how, like, as a D&D &D player, and especially as a DM, when you don't get to use as many characters, you just come up with, like, tens of hundreds of thousands of character concepts, and you just kind of, like, leave them to just sort of, like, fester in the background. Post was one of those. Mm. Originally, he was, like, in his mid-40s or something. <laughs> but then uh, when Drew brought up the concept and said we needed to be people that could be hired by, like, a contracting firm, I realized... 40-year-old man who is the head of, like, some form of organization doesn't work for that. But at the same time, Post also felt like the one character I had out of this garden of possibilities that could work for it. And because this had obviously come up post-campaign one, I was like, well, I have to give him an acronym. <laughs> of course. And that is the only reason Mailman exists, so I had to, like, really <laughs> figure that one out. It went through several iterations before I finally got to the one I wanted. It has made for some interesting, like, world building. Like, I like that, um, like, the thing that's uh, a benefit of, like, the second campaign is just, like, stuff that we couldn't have known starting out the first time through. Like, the whole, like, we did a lot of collaboration mm -hmm. on, like, character creation and, like, world creation. And then, like, I had, like, the general concept of what was going on. But a lot of things that have been threaded in... Um, both, like, you know, that you guys know about and don't know about are driven by, like, threads from your stories that you've put into the world. Like, the idea that there is, like, this uh, Gardeners slash Assassins Guild just, like, out and about operating has been threaded into the world and how it works. And the fact that there's, like, a band of mercenaries that are, like, meant to deliver the mail at any cost. Like, that's a part of the world that now. That only 99% of the population knows about. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> the fact that, like, you know, like, uh, even though Chelsea's not, like, current here, currently here, but, like, Tara's, like, um, idea of, like, Drake Wranglers and, like, Drake Riders is, like, that, that's a part of the world. Like, one of the first people you guys meet that you're able to, like, uh, sit with is a Drake boarding instructor, a member of her family. And that's, like, that wasn't a thing that was on that island before uh, Chelsea existed or before we rifted that into existence. It exists now as we made it in committee we made up drake boarding and that's like a thing now mm. and i think that's neat that still could have been gen berries i believe was You're one of the times we tried berry. to shoehorn that true. in <laughs> there will never be a gen i berry. just remember that because like what did i because i remember that was like a fun thing that you came up with where like we we basically like offered you suggestions and you picked one that you liked and i'm pretty sure christina and i just tried to fuck with you on that yeah. one I remember that. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I will make yeah. a Jen Berry, and then I'm going to make a rock fall on his head. He's going to die immediately. <laughs> right it's okay. We'll have gotten what we wanted. Yeah. He'll walk up and be like, we'll hi, guys. I'm Jen Berry. I'm going to lead you through your darkest hour. Whoops. He's going to slip and break his neck. <laughs> worth it. Absolutely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Hey folks, we just want to take a break from the action to let you know how you can support the show. As a part of Bard Rock Network, you can support us through a number of affiliate programs, where a portion of your order goes to support the network. Everyone loves dice, right? FanRoll Dice can make dice of all shapes and sizes, as well as accessories like trays, bags, and towers. Or, maybe you want to take better campaign notes. Just check out Minva RPG and look at their assortment of campaign journals and tools. Finally, 
You can level up your game night with tea or coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. In addition to delicious tea and coffee, they have stickers, tokens for your favorite trading card games, and playmats. Qualifying orders even come with free dice. All of those affiliate links can be found in the show notes, and you just need to use the code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. Most folks don't realize it, but the world is ripe with monsters. And when you have a monster problem, you need someone who is smart. I came over here, I saw that there was a crime scene. I figured, you know, I'd park here on the... the... Crime scene. Brave. It's just not our fight. We just honk the horn, everybody dissipates, and we just ride away. And qualified. If nobody is going to, to assist David with this, he is going to pull out his nunchucks. Who gave him those nunchucks? Van Helmen's family is none of those things, but they're the best we've got, so check them out on Monster Cafe, available now wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So I do I do have a question for both Marty and Vicky. That's not how this works. Excuse me. It's our turn. What is this? It's our turn. We're going off. God, they're taking over. Oh, no. Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) This is our show now. (laughs) When going through and listening, however far you've listened, what has either been your favorite moment or moment you want a clarifying question of? Oh, my gosh. Hang on. Let me look at my notes. I'm her husband, and I didn't know she was going to do this. <laughs> you don't know anything she's ever going to do. Playing D&D with you guys, I've learned this in depth. Well, that's on purpose. Even when you guys were on the same team. That's also on purpose. We're trying to like keep like, character knowledge. Hello, this is Drew. He plays Arlo. I don't know if you've met Arlo. Yeah, he, you don't know what the fuck's going on. So why should I? My favorite moment so far um is actually a very heavy spoiler oh no <laughs> so the next next few um, minutes are just bleep <laughs> we that yeah. well uh well it might not it's not like well it is pl- like plot relevant but it's not like oh my god if you know this it's gonna ruin the whole show mm. for you um the confrontation between Komodra and Arlo at the end of episode 54 mm. is truly some of the best role play I've ever heard in an actual play. Mm. Like you guys just went for it and it sounded convincing. And I was like, damn, that's good. I actually have a fun thing about that, which is I didn't know that that was going to happen. Like yeah. any of oh. it, including what Komodra, the NPC I control did. Like that was literally Drew did a thing my DM butthole puckered real hard. <laughs> and as I started spiraling into a panic, I was like, what would she do? And I just said it. Just did it. That was yeah, that was that. all in the moment, and it it felt right. It definitely changed sure. the way I thought that arc was going to go, but, you know, Absolutely. it happened. Yeah. That, it got so heavy, and I was not ready for, like, serious Arlo at any Me point. Me neither. Because I, I, like, about 20 to 30 episodes in had consigned myself to, like, all right, Arlo is the comic relief. He is the, like, he's the here for bits because Drew is also here for bits. And that's okay. And I love that. 
And then that happened, and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> Pulled a little sneaky oh, no. on you. Oh. <laughs> the rug is gone. Where did the rug go? Why is the rug gone? Why is <laughs> it got pulled out from under me. Uh, I hold it right up to your face. Is this your rug? That was underneath me. Oh no! <laughs> I'm on the floor now. Oh. <laughs> Just very Looney Tunes. Like, wait, how did you get? <laughs> when you realize it's gone. <laughs> the sound effect uh, on that one killed me. No. <laughs> the only thing that sticks out to me is through my notes. I've just got all I wrap. Just, I think it's quite early on. <laughs> just like, when did I put that note? But I think it's like very early on in the series. It's extremely early on. I think it's like episode three or four. Yes. No, it's episode three. It's episode there three. Is. There it is. The let me rap at you. Yeah. That that one made me very happy because that was all because there's in the first version of that there is a song. And then Drew found a better one that we ended up using in the reshoot. And just <laughs> the idea of having that as the background noise for Arlo doing this, the most wild thing you could do. That, that's just, one of my favorite early moments. That's that's a good I was still kind moment, of figuring out, sure. like, who Arlo was. That's also, like, kind of part mm. of this. Like, Arlo was kind of, like, a broad outline. And, I, and like, that's how I believe in, like, doing a character when you're, like, you're... Um, doing a a D &D campaign and that like there's a lot of different ways to do a character i'm not saying this is the only way you should do a character but like how i will usually do a character is that like i'll have a general idea of who they are sort of but that will kind of like flesh itself out as time goes on like um that was a, a period of time where i was like really pulling for like the like all right he's like yo he's a cleric and he's like a doctor um let's give him like youth pastor energy like, let's give him, like, like uh, uh, yeah. uh, I'm not like other youth pastors. I'm sitting on this chair backwards. Let me rap at you. I feel it. <laughs> can, I, can I actually share something that I don't think I've ever shared uh, with anyone yet? Um, Network exclusive. You heard it here yeah, first. I, there was something I Breaking had news. planned for Arlo that because of Margie's favorite moment, realistically, I couldn't do in a way that wouldn't have felt, like, even considering the way that we resolved a lot of that stuff, would have felt even too stupid. I was going to have Komodra pass on a family heirloom to you, which was the Aegon family backwards chair. I was going to let it like give you advantage on persuasion checks whenever you used it. But again, like given the, oh my God. just given the way we that got so went, serious. I, 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 I unfortunately could not have chair. done it. Oh. it. That's also, that's also oh, something that's uh, interesting about the, the campaign one gang. Uh, no charisma. No, none <laughs> between well, nope. the three of you. Well, Saith was supposed to have the charisma, and then but she was Saith safe. was Saith, and so that never mm -hmm. happened. <laughs> it's kind of eerily similar That's... with how Post is, where he does have you know pretty solid charisma, but no one trusts him because he's he Post. Should be the... mm. Yeah, which That's, is very yeah. fun because he does have good persuasion, just no one trusts him to do it. Did that like ever become challenging at any point when you guys were trying to like interact with anything? <laughs> and it's like we're just not we just can't roll well for these, and like it just makes everything a lot harder. Is that was that like not a when they had Katie do the talking because she rolled like God? Yeah, yeah. Katie That's just like true. rolled ridiculously high, and that like that helped a lot of things go on. But like, uh, 
uh, not to like get too spoilery about it, like some abilities that I get like later on in the series like help me also like do like some charisma based things selectively. Um, but a lot of it was like um, I, I gotta like give like props to to Jordan or buddy Hoshi, Hoshi over there that like it was just um uh setting like the DCs like reasonably for like making stories. I do also happen. have a rule. I don't know if I had this initially, but like at the very least somewhere along the line I developed this, which is I don't ever want a failure to stop the action. Because mm. if that okay. happens, then everyone's just sitting there like, well, now what? Mm. And so yeah. even if, like, right. you guys fail a check, I'll just have it be that, like, it doesn't go the way you want it to. But, like, you still get, like, some form of progress. Or, honestly, even if I had, like, certain checks, I didn't have a DC in mind. I was just, like, kind of wanting to hear how everyone did and judge it based on that. So, like, if one person mm. did really well, they're the one that succeeded. If one person bombed, they're the one that failed. If, so if there's like you know spell effects that need a DC. Yes, obviously that I've used it for. But like for ability checks, especially later on, I rarely had set DCs in mind. So specifically, one moment that is really coming to mind, and this is the case because it went differently, was in episode one and two when before uh -huh. we had actually gone and done the recording version of it. The interaction between Saith and Barden was completely different in the non-recorded non -recorded version versus the recorded version because of the way that dice roll went. So it was we, we didn't just like, oh, yeah, we think the dice went this way. We did the re-rolls for everything when we did the recording and we actually had jumped into that moment. So that interaction between Saith and Barden reshaped how it had actually gone and sort of helped later shape what happens later on in campaign one between those two mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. also because gagey did something vastly different than she did the first time also that too big moves very big moves <laughs> she made a swing and a half and i could not ignore that okay <laughs> much like the time slight spoilers uh when her non-mechanical weakness of can't whisper I got to take advantage of because she slipped up and didn't realize that she was in a stealth moment. That was a very fun moment for me where I got to be like, one moment. And just the immediate realization on her face, which obviously no listener could have known about. But for the three of us, mm -hmm. it was pretty choice. Mm -hmm. I, I loved that moment, even though it didn't, you know, what happened happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it uh, it worked out. It worked out how it worked out, but it was yeah. <laughs> it, worked it was a pretty out wild moment. I think that, but like that I think character, I swear, like, uh, I could an not. Alternate universe in which like we just like met Barden and we're like regular fucking dudes to Barden, and then Barden was like, "Cool, thanks for being here to help. We are friends now, and nothing adverse happens from this interaction, and no one." Barden's just anyone an with NPC death. and doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, once that first arc wraps up and you guys head back to, like, the base, and it's just, like, getting, <laughs> like, just destroyed by um, by Ryan, mm -hmm. uh, I, I took a moment and I was like, oh, wow, the consequences of action. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Imagine that. That was an interesting combination of, like, no one was right because... Yes, the party probably should have, like, handled that with a bit more tact. Because, you know, 
maybe gaslighting a guard into assuming diseases is kind of a wild thing. But also, she did send you guys out there real, real fast without, like... I, like, wait, I, was, I, I wanted to bring that up in character. I was like, you verified a, precisely zero of our credentials and gave us uh, no training. You gave us a book. You gave us a manual, a book famous for not getting read, and then sent us out on a field mission. And you're talking to, like, a military doctor, and he's like, hey, hey, bud. <laughs> you did none of the things. <laughs> You did none of the it things. A... We didn't do what you want. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't outline what you want. Clearly, this is that's how it works. I am that, that was... ma- I am made for following orders, and you that gave was more them bad. Like... <laughs> that that was more my inexperience as a DM at the time, where it was like, I just uh, if you're if anyone listening to this is considering DMing, this will happen to you, and it's okay that it happens. Learn from this. It's fine. Don't assume that your players are going to just go along with what you want. Mm-mm. Don't assume anything. <laughs> because the more you assume, <laughs> the more things are going to backfire on you. And it's okay 100%. to do that. It's okay. It happens. But don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes your players like conspire and agree to split their party in the first serious combat you give them. And you just kind of have to it deal was with that. It was an it was an in-character choice that otherwise would have felt wrong. I know. On I an just, episode like, that hasn't aired yet that. to anyone. <laughs> no, one know, no one knows about it. No one knows the details. Just, like, realistically through that. I was like, wow, they really sat there like, this is a good idea that we have decided together as a group. Whoa, whoa, and I whoa. Was like, hold oh, on. Oh, no. Hold let on. me rapidly switch around these tabs. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, that was in-character. No one out of character thought it was a good idea. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. I was just sitting there. I was like... Uh, 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 shit. Uh. That was a thing I knew was the definition of an unoptimized decision. Um, oh, uh, speaking of, do, do, should I talk about my, uh, new, new character? New, new? <laughs> I'm kidding, new I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Is I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> that, that is an interesting point. No, don't worry about him. That is an interesting point, though, because we okay. we went through an entire campaign right we were high level and now some of us as players and the previous dm are coming back in at low level characters so it goes from high to Mm -hmm. low where you're having to Mm reestablish. like here's how these people would act so yeah you're making unoptimized choices again versus your characters that knew what the fuck they were doing and now they don't so it's just like also arrogant as fuck well yeah like your characters are coming in and they have their flaws they haven't worked through them yet so it's just like reestablishing that baseline is a very interesting feeling to go through especially when you're going like from recording this thing it ending and then a few months later starting up a new campaign it's like there hasn't really been that long between them when you had these characters for years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's always the thing going from like yeah like you said going from high to, to low level that always kind of frustrates me a little bit is like i come off a campaign like a higher level campaign going wow okay i have all these cool things i can do and i'm gonna roll well all the time because my pluses are uh, immaculate and everything is because i'm a little min maxer piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) and then i and then i start a new campaign and i go why do i suck why am i just bad at everything (laughs) uh something you said hoshi that i actually want to circle back on um were you like a brand new DM going into the show. Was this your first time it was DMing? My second time DMing, technically, because wow. okay. I had done what was initially a one shot, which, um, yeah, that was where I really learned the don't assume rule. 
Um, That's fair. <laughs> yeah, one shots are notorious for that. Yeah, idea. no, I literally, ha- I literally had to say out loud, "Please don't kill my plot hook." Started <laughs> 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 uh, with like a little kenku that was like incredibly suspicious. We were just like, "Let's smush him." Just fucking him. smush him. him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, not yet, Please not don't. yet." <laughs> uh, but that was, you know, that was on me. Um, lesson learned. But that kind of like turned into like a little mini campaign um that was okay um this was like my full-on like my first full-on like level technically level three to level 20 i was gonna say level one but no i don't start at level one because that's a mean thing to do like the first time jordan dm like that high level campaign we did i forgot what i named my character in that i had an era kokra who was like I wanted him to be like a duck because I wanted him to be kind of like a dark wing duck analog. And he called himself the Crimson oh, Wing, but his real name was Squawk Bok Magok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is also where I had to learn how to deal with flying players. Oh, no. Oh, man. You said you're going to let us be like high level and do shenanigans. And I was like, all right, I'm going to build the character that and you I never rather build than... out of respect. <laughs> And then rather than, you know, acknowledging that this is your friend's first time ever DMing and he's relatively new to it, you were like, well, let's just bend him over backwards. Absolutely you... not. Take your lumps. Trial you said go ham, and I said, I'm going to, like, if you let me do it, I'm going to do it to you. That, that was also when I thought it was just going to be a one-shot. And then everyone was like, oh, man, I love these characters. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. If it now, makes you guys I... feel any better, I did die. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to become death. I just died in disgrace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was fitting. That is why I ass. said uh... That is why I said it was okay. <laughs> like Squawk I have... died the way he deserved to die. <laughs> that is true. That doesn't mean I don't <laughs> still have plenty of regrets from that. That actually does uh well, you've actually kind of answered this question, uh but I guess we can extend it to all the DMs uh, in the in the room. Uh, if you want, if you would like to offer any advice to aspiring DMs or even just like actual play uh, hopefuls in general, what would it be? Don't design mini games in your campaign. They will get broken no matter what. <laughs> there is no way you can unless you remove magic from the table completely, and then it's just going to be a slog, mm-hmm. and no one will like it. Just don't don't do it. <laughs> No. The Winter Wonder Shot got broken. <laughs> An episode that <laughs> is that existed in Campaign Two got broken. Episodes in Campaign One got broken. Just don't do Void Ball <laughs> was undone. Yeah, try void not to, don't do a sport. I about don't the do void a ball. sport in D and D. Sports can't sports. work with magic. It's impossible because no matter how many limitations you try and put on them, it's never enough. It's no. never enough. Yeah, sports in D and D just. <laughs> no. Especially if there's a druid. <laughs> I will say the the one mini game that like that stuck out to me that you guys did really well was when you just uh, lifted Among Us for <laughs> that wasn't even a mini game that was just pure role play. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think that would be like yeah. my my advice is like don't be afraid to draw inspiration from things and don't be afraid to like do a thinly veiled, like, reskin or retread of something, but with, like, your own, like, little, like, twist on it. Because I think, like, 
there's this idea of like, like everything has to be absolutely 100% original from my brain. I am a creative genius. He was like, oh, calm down, bud. Like, I will freely admit, like, I'll joke around about, what What are you talking about? Why would you say something? But I'll pretty much, like, freely admit when I'm just like, hey, we're doing a uh, fucking, I don't know, we're doing Ocean's Eleven, but D&D. Like, when I'll do, like, one-shots and stuff like that. Like, so, like sometimes it's just uh, fun to just be like, hey, we're kind of doing this, but different. And that that's part of the fun, of just playing around with tropes and, like, an area where we're familiar and making it, like, not familiar and putting your own mark on it. Like, it's uh, it's almost like a form of, like, retreading or, like, or, or fan fiction where it's, like, this is your own still, like, your own creative work and you're still making decisions within this world. But don't feel like you're lesser or that you're not doing it right if you didn't, like, write your campaign setting from scratch or if you're like, no one can know that I watched uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Winds and then thought, ooh, I want to do that. Like, be like, be, be chill about it. Be like, yeah, we're kind of doing, we're doing a Miyazaki world. You guys want to do a Miyazaki world? We're doing a Miyazaki world. I think world. there's actually a perfect example of how true that is in campaign one, where it was during, uh, say, second arc. You guys had gone into, like, one of the layers and... Drew, you specifically got really excited, assuming it was one thing. I forget what it was. It was like one of like those old like Nickelodeon like uh, obstacle course game shows. I thought you were doing Super Sloppy like. Double Dare. Yeah, he <laughs> thought that's what I was doing. No, no, no. And Legend of the I, Hidden Temple. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Legend of the Hidden Temple. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you thought that's what I was doing, and I made a joke like, uh, "Do you guys want to like uh, pause for a moment while I go over my notes?" I genuinely wish, looking back now, that I had said that in earnest. Because, <laughs> like, I had a thing. It could have been, like, fun. There's no universe. No universe where what I planned was better than Legends of the Hidden Temple. There's no world. And I wish I had done that so badly. Like, I didn't. That is one of the... That is one of the mar, the black stains on campaign one that haunts me was that I didn't do Legend of the Hidden <laughs> Temple when it was handed to me by a friend. A compatriot. Uh, a confidant. Yeah, just... I love how you guys just keep accidentally answering other questions. I will also oh, say, like, is... one, like, wh- one oh, of the biggest points of advice that also kind of draws from that. DMs, talk to your players. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come up with everything yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, mm. check in with them, ask them if they have inspirations, use things they come up with. Do you have any idea how many things I came up with were pulled from, like, things that these guys said or conversations that I had with them? A lot. And we're trying to be way more active about that in Campaign 2, and it is going much better for it. Like, just uh, just talk. They're your friends. It's okay. I'll piggyback off of it. that, and I'll say, like, if you're, like, surprise has a lot of power to it, and a lot of things, like, need to be surprised, a lot of things are great to be surprised. But if you're choosing in between surprise and checking in with, like, your player about something now, like, you have, like, a significant effect on, like, their character or their backstory or, like, something that might, like, be, like, less comfortable for them, like, it is okay to sacrifice surprise to be, like, a good, like, uh, DM and friend and, like, check in and make sure, like, you're not going, like, you're not overstepping bounds with, like, how they viewed this character that they, like, painstakingly made. Or if you're not going over bounds or something that like they're uncomfortable with, it is always best to like if you're like if you're stuck in like oh man I could ask them about this but then that spoils the surprise. I can guarantee you the surprise 
is not going to be so good that it will like overshadow like the possibility of like watching your friend's face go from like ecstatic to like soured and that like you stepped on something you didn't know you were stepping on. It is so, so much better. Having safety tools at your table and checking in with your players consistently is always a good idea rather than just expecting they're going to love everything and it's not always going to go the way you think it will and just be ready to roll with whatever does end up happening and take time with your players because they're, they're your friends first. Oh yeah, and also in the similar vein, uh, DMs don't get too attached to uh, what you have planned because one, it may not go the way you think it will. It may end up getting completely undone. And while that may seem frustrating, sometimes that is better than what you had planned. Mm. There are times where I had, like in campaign one, things planned for them to do they circumvented it entirely and they were so much happier and i i couldn't say like no to that like just remember it's a game and everyone's there to have fun even if you're trying to make it a podcast you're still supposed to be friends at the end of it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh, ver- okay. very last thing that i will say is like uh remember that part of being a dm is kind of like um I think, I, I think I'm stealing this actually from Brennan Lee Mullinger, but it's kind of like playing like tag or hide and seek where like, you're not actually trying to like hurt or damage anyone, but you're playing the part of like, Ooh, I'm going to get you. And then when like, they don't get you, you have to play the part of like, ah, no, you suck. Ah, how could you have done this to me? Like there have been times where like people have like absolutely like uh, kind of circumvented a thing that I set before them or like got this thing with much more difficult um, ease than I thought they would have. And instead of going like, ah, cool. You guys did it. I, 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 I the fun is in, I'm just like, ah, oh, you dicks, you beat my puzzle. It was supposed to take you longer. Stop being good at puzzles. And there's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> yes, we've defeated you. We're better. We're better than you. Like, 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 like we're all playing it. We're, we're all doing a goof. We're all doing a gaff. Let them, like, let him have that. DM should be trying <laughs> to win, but hoping to lose. Yeah. Who's your favorite NPC? Campaign 1 or Campaign 2? Oh, that's too easy. Ooh. What do you mean, who? I said, no, I who? said, ooh, for me. Uh, I'm thinking, like, oh. who is my favorite NPC? Hmm. Oh, yeah. For, for me, since these two need to think, apparently, I'll just go ahead and say, no questions asked, Big Beggy. Damn, of course. Big Beggy is great. Of course, Big no, Beggy. Like, there are other characters I enjoyed playing. Rick Slavenly was fun, but I never got the level of, like, just back and forth insane interactions like I did with Beggy. Beggy was so much. I love playing Betty. That, <laughs> there's a there's a reveal about Betty that I don't want to spoil. It's <laughs> really good. It's very good. I'm very then, I'll keep going. <laughs> I do, I do like Betty as well, so I was going to say. But yeah, I will keep listening to see what happens. Oh, man. It's it's one of the few moments. I had to like pull over. I was, I was driving home. <laughs> that bar. I had to pull okay. over. The best part about Becky, though, is so- that like there was never a moment where she was introduced that everyone was like, oh, not this again. And there was some other, like yeah. with Rick, that would happen where it's like, I guess we got to deal with Rick. They were never upset they had to interact with Betty. Never. And that was great. I feel like the point of Rick was to be upsetting. The point of Betty was to be, like, delightful. The point of Betty was to be chaos. Delightful chaos. Delightful. Yes. 
I, I want to <laughs> give a different answer, but I feel like the 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 true blue answer is Big Betty. But I think a close second for me, like as like DMing and now being the characters, I really like when I get to be Marlena. Because I think she's just like uh, trying to be your moral compass, and all of you are just being like, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, she also comes from like a place where we hear some of the stuff that she does, and it's like, should you be our moral compass? She's the best. Like our last converse, our last conversation with her, I think really testified. Like we're, it's a fun reaction where like we both get to like try and help each other be better, and it's very fun. (laughs) Some stuff she just don't know. She's a little bean. I wish I could say the example I want to think of, but it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. I trust you know what I'm thinking. I know. I know what you're talking about. Gosh. Just just the Feywild. The Feywild chords. It's not... All of them. All of them have a different level of what the fuck that is just always a lot of fun to interact with. If I have Mm -hmm. to pick one, it's Sarastra, just because I got to explore Sarastra as an interaction the most. But all of them were a lot of fun, and there's a lot of neat little trinkets that we add in towards the end of campaign one that really seal, oh god, the Fae. <laughs> the Fae are here. Sarastra <laughs> was very fun in that it was just like the same level of chaos I do with all the Fae. But also she's cool with murder and unapologetic about it, because what's the big deal? I just killed 20 people. Right. I wanted to get to the front of the line. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm in a Wait, hurry. Can I, can I pick an NPC that's only primarily been in, like, side missions and one-shot? Oh, God. You whore! Because if Say I it. can, Uh-oh. then Say I choose Lord Bonington! Oh. Of course. <laughs> whore! <laughs> <There we> yeah! <laughs> my, oh my, my favorite uh, dumb character I've ever come up with. My, fa- my favorite dumb bit that I've ever done, and you know, I'm gonna like slightly. <laughs> it's not like a plot spoiler, but I'm gonna slightly break the no spoilers. But my favorite dumb bit that I've ever done is like Lord Bonington posing as a different skeleton who has like a little like penciled in mustache done with magic marker, and then erasing it and then drawing with the same magic marker a curly mustache, and then another NPC going, <gasps> Lord Bonington. It was a very funny joke. I will give you that. <laughs> dumb as the character um. is. <laughs> I love him. I'll turn this question back on myself. Uh, my favorite NPC is uh, is Oliver. Aww. He's just a little, little guy, guy, and he's a he's a oh, cute little guy. Yeah. Oh, you know this is a great bookworm. Bookworm's really great. Bookworm is a precious Bookworm little bean. Mm. I did not mm. expect Bookworm to gain the traction that she did, or have like a relevant narrative. It's very good. It is very good. I, I have to thank Christina for her. Uh, hardcore bisexuality really stepping forward to help out with that <laughs> everyone being like you did a flirt i did did i do a flirt and we're just like yep <laughs> what i guess so christina not knowing what flirting is as my wife and me just being like she doesn't know <laughs> she doesn't fucking know <laughs> flirting with your friends is half the fun of playing tabletop games it's totally mm-hmm. yeah it's all the fun Vicky, do you have a favorite NPC so far? And, uh, I was I was going to say it's a toss up now because you reminded me of Bookworm, and I really adore Bookworm. Um, but yeah, I th- I think it would be either Bookworm or Betty. I don't know, but either the best Both. bees, <laughs> the, best the bad bees. bees. <laughs> no, I just I just love the part where you you first is it it's Bookworm that 
talks with her. Yeah. She's mute, isn't she? That's... Yeah. I remember. Um, I didn't just listen to it this morning. Um, it's the way that you kind of said, okay, this character is mute. How are you going to talk to her or conversation with her and giving everybody a puzzle in character to solve? But it's not a puzzle. It's just sort of a, how are you going to communicate with this NPC mm. that you don't know how to communicate with? I think that was actually a pretty... I, I like that you brought that up. That was a pretty like neat moment because I think that's a like a big part of like the human experience. Like You meet someone... And there is like a barrier to communication, and you have the mm-hmm. like the ability to decide in that moment to go like, huh, this is slightly harder than talking to someone else. I'm gonna not talk to this person, or it can be like a cool dude and be like, all right, I'm gonna figure this out so we can interact with one another. And mm-hmm. I think it was like it was cool that like all three of us were just like, all right, uh, let's dig through. And I was like, all right, I think I have a uh, I'm a doctor. Maybe like I took like a a sign language class. Can I roll to see how much I remember of sign language? Yeah, so it was like, Saith could, Saith could fluently communicate, Arlo could kind of communicate, and Wintero needed a translator. Wintero was just mm. vibes. Pure vibes, and Pure vibes ended up winning the day. <laughs> yeah, vibes did it. The vibes were apparently immaculate. The least. Well, I mean, at least for, you know, until then. Until then. <laughs> then. Yeah. So this is fun speaking in vague terms, but knowing right. that everyone who has has experienced it knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I guess. Well, I guess uh, we're running way longer than we ever expected, mm-hmm. which I, I guess I kind of expected having you three on the show. Honestly, expecting uh, otherwise is on you. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we'll we'll do one more question. Uh, if you could go back and change anything about the show, canon events, production, anything at all, uh, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Saith's second arc. Oh, the, the, the circus? Yes, I feel like I did not do enough for it. I feel like there was so much potential with that. And I, this was... This was kind of born of, like, me, like, being in, like, my experimental phase where, like, I was just trying to, like, really figure out what it was that I liked to do. And so I had these ideas that I wanted to try and stick with as, like, thinking that this would work. But it ended up, like, causing... It ended up, like, being more, like, railroady than I meant for it to end up being. And, like, just looking back on it, I realized there's so much more I could have done with that concept. And I... I... That, that's it's no questions for me. like every other arc i may have like some nitpicks here and there on how it went but that one i if i could i just redo the whole thing mm-hmm. except for one particular canon event that i don't regret ever christina i said that certain things would be okay and that it wouldn't be the worst problem but in a same vein, I would have preferred if it hadn't taken as much away from Saith in that second arc. And I think that's the one thing I would have changed is trying to approach that more given certain circumstances in a way that made Saith even more of the character shining. Uh, knowing what I know as a player now and being a more experienced player, just really pushing Saith into the spotlight given everything else that was going on at the time. Honestly, I know this is gonna be kind of like is this a, I don't want to like piggyback off of like the the idea of like oh like oh, negativity would have changed it, but I think that art could have been really cool if we had like a conversation beforehand and been like hey, uh, hey like we want like 
I'm thinking about like character death going on with like these Nightwalkers. I think it would have been very poetic if like during Safe's arc, Safe while trying to like keep her, her new friend safe, died and like it was all just us like trying to get Safe back. Like that would have been like pretty neat. Yeah, much to Drew's earlier point, uh, the surprise is never worth it compared to talking. Mm. Yeah. We learn so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to share your experiences so other people can learn from Yeah, them. sorry if you were hoping for three unique answers. Uh, apparently, we all recognize what was the uh, the weak link in the chain that was campaign one. You know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. If you... Uh, I, I think it shows that you guys have a clear, like, you guys have, like, a unified goal in what you want to, like, do with your show. And I think that's good. Yeah. You guys want to You guys want to tell the people, give us a plug, tell us where we can find this you. this whole episode not a plug? I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the, the business end of the plug. God, that's... <laughs> the <business laughs> end of the plug. Take that out. Take the that out. Exactly. You know, the business end out. of the plug. You know, the <laughs> part that, like... I, I tend to operate off so the pleasure it easier end of the plug, to kind of ease that's it on in. <laughs> Make sure you use proper oh, little no. kids. What have Don't I done? put it in dry. You get stuck in there. Where can people find you? <laughs> Where can they find you? Let's just move on. Oh. Find us on any podcatcher of choice. Uh, we uh, uh, under Agents of Damned. Um, you can find us on our social medias all throughout on either AOD, Agents of D, or Agents of Damned. My personal tag is Pokechap, Christina's is Greekachu, and Drew's is Liger Cero, Liger, C-E-R, and the number zero. Um, and you can also find us on our website, agentsofdamned.com, where we got uh, transcripts, cast bios and a link to our merch store you can buy some of our cool merch but honestly with the state of internet just just find us in our discord there is a link in our link tree uh which is also agents of dam so just come check us out there and have conversations with us we are a fun group and we like to chat with people especially if you enjoy the show yeah they have a (laughs) lovely discord i've been uh live chatting my experience listening through campaign one to them and the community and it's been a it's good been very time. fun trying to guess where you are because all of your reactions are zero context zero con <laughs> i i try i try not to give con sometimes i'll go like i'm on this episode and <laughs> when have you ever <laughs> sometimes sometimes it happens it's usually i read those and it's always like oh here we go <laughs> it's literally me just like constantly question typing what i might be saying right, like constantly being like hey hoshi what the fuck is every other message <laughs> hey hoshi it's like you need and to be way I, more specific when I went through, dog <laughs> yeah and then when i went through campaign two hey drew what the fuck hey. <laughs> and you're gonna need to be hey. way more specific dog i think he knows i think i know exactly what he's talking about and the thing with that episode is that uh i don't know i wanted to do some emotional damage <laughs> I made this to I hurt chose people. violence one day, and that's what the episode was. <laughs> because he's our friend, yes, he says. Uh... <laughs> I'm hurting you because I love you. Yes, please. <laughs> please check out Agents of Damned, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go check out their Discord. I'm there. Uh, come hang out. Listen to me cry about the finale, probably. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I'm getting there. Um, and... That's going to do it for this episode of College of Whispers. This is our first monthly episode, so I'm glad we we got a, a very long one to uh, 
to hold people over for a <laughs> month. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, next episode. Uh, also, I should say, uh, normally we do roll a D100 to determine the next episode. But, I have dice. Um, we've gotten actually. <laughs> I do, too. Let me show you. It's, I got this. Like, oh, 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 you have the orb. <laughs> I have the orb. The orb. Uh, but we are actually, we are putting the table away for a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, because we have gotten a lot of, um, interest in the show from people who want to come on and talk to us. So our next episode, we will be talking, uh, with Ross from Roll For You, the Arcane Train, and that will be on December 27th. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, thank you all for listening. College of Whispers. May your backlog grow ever shorter. <laughs> We're sticking with that. <laughs> we are sticking with it. Uh, it's in the marketing. It's in the marketing now, yeah. We've got to give it. <laughs>